Hi, hello, and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funniest fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations. We'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Hi, welcome back to the Disobedient Business Podcast. And today it's yours truly, Pippa, and I am here all by my lonesome to chat to you about this idea of when having strong opinions might finally pay off. And in truth, what we're actually exploring today is this notion of thought leadership. And, you know, maybe why having strong opinions and perhaps being a bit of a gobby but introverted person like myself might actually pay off in the long term. And I say finally, as I think maybe the subtext to this from many, many conversations that I've had with folks on social and just generally speaking in the past around showing up and sharing your opinions and your views and so on, is that I know how many women and non-binary folks will have experiences of having shared their opinions, perhaps in their earlier years, perhaps later, and found themselves very much on the end of being told to pipe down. Or one of my favourites, nobody likes to show off. I'm probably guilty of having told both of my kids that when they were younger. You can't unknow what you now know, right? Or perhaps there's the famous seen and not heard. And God knows how many other permutations of that nonsense of having an opinion that you hold, strong or otherwise, shared with the world, not well received by that particular person, and them shutting you down, particularly if that person is in a position of so-called authority, like a boss, a parent, or a partner, or something like that, perhaps not applying authority to partner, clearly. So I have some good news. That if you can find the courage to move past some of those stories that have been told that create shite for us, really, and actually, if you run back to the last episode and look at thing number nine in the 13 Things We Want You to Know and Believe episode, then that's a really good one to listen to. Then having been opinions, having strong opinions and sharing them makes for a fucking great start in thought leadership. So first off, what even is thought leadership? Because it's not a phrase that I was familiar with until a few years ago. And I'd also quite like to clarify here, what do I mean by thought leadership? And also, see what I did there? Kind of made myself a bit of a thought leader by saying that, didn't I? <laughs> That's meta. Um, so I found two definitions on the interwebs that did a reasonably decent job of explaining thought leadership. So I'll share both of them with you. Thought leadership is the expression of ideas that demonstrate you have expertise in a particular field, area or topic. And another one was thought leadership is the delivery of authentic and genuine content that uses the expertise, insight and experience of the creator with the goal of sharing their ideas with others. I don't know how that lands for you. So there's a few issues or things I'd probably want to pick up in both of those descriptions. One is around expertise. Depending on how that word is used, I find it can sometimes be a bit icky. And particularly as you link it to expertise and authority. So I very deliberately didn't copy or share any of the definitions that talked about demonstrating authority. As I find that's a phrase that 
well, I can't bear it for a start. And it almost always infers authority over in some way, which I'm not very much not here for. With that in mind, I think the second thing I'd want to pick up is around pedestals. Things like authority and in some ways expertise kind of seek to put the creator, that thought, you know, in, I'm putting the bunny ears up now, that thought leader in a position of being up there on the pedestal, right? And for me, that is one of the biggest things that's wrong with this wild and wonderful online business industry, where you have so-called experts or so-called authority figures. I mean, just the phrase authority figures makes me feel a bit sick. Standing up there on their lofty pedestals, charging a gazillion pounds just to breathe their rarefied air. You know the ones I mean, right? And for me, this is definitely an example of authority over. Their entire approach is built on the basis of, look at me up here on my pedestal. I am better than you. I know more than you. And it's wielded, right? Which makes it authority over. Sidebar to that piece, which is kind of related, is that how rarely those types of thought leaders are actually sharing anything other than same old, same old crap, right? Recycled, nuance-free, devoid of politics, devoid of context, entirely toned after the world. Again, you see where I'm going, right? And that isn't true thought leadership as far as I'm concerned, as whether you're a copywriter, whether you're a coach, I don't know, a mentor, a consultant, a designer, you know, you name it, whatever your business is, your community care about more than just the work that you do, how much it costs and the results that they can get. They care about more than that. There's actually a really great episode coming up. It looks like I'm sharing lots of cross-reference episodes this week. Really great episode coming up in a few weeks around mixing business and politics that you're not going to want to miss if that's something that you are interested in. So the key bits as part of thought leadership really is we're basically saying that in order to be different, in order to stand out, in order for folks to truly be able to connect with you and potentially then want to go on to work with you, buy from you, you need to express the ideas and I would go to add into that values, beliefs, etc., that differentiate you in some way, shape or form in the marketplace that you kick about in, right? That feels to me like the essence of thought leadership. So where does thought leadership come into your business? So yeah, you might be lucky and you might be a natural thought leader already. I can think of a couple that of pals that I have that who I'm pretty certain have not sat down and thought, oh, I know I've got a strategy, I'll be a thought leader. But nonetheless, that's what they fucking are. You know, you might be a natural one already. You share what matters to you and your business, how you work with folks, why they might care. You share not just how you work, but why you work, how you work. And that's fucking awesome. And if that all happens at the moment, then brilliant. But what about thought leadership as an actual business strategy, right? Within your business. Because being a thought leader is an actual strategy as part of marketing and selling in your business. Particularly when you're running a service-based business and people are buying you. And again, referencing another episode, this notion of you being you being your niche was one of the was thing number one in last week's 13 Things episode. And we have a full episode on you being your niche coming up with a fab guest in a few weeks' time that, again, you're definitely going to want to listen to. Um, people want to know your thoughts around the work that you do and the industry that you're in, right? So try and look at that outside of yourself just for a second, because if the notion of being a thought leader is kind of making you go a bit, sure, but that's a bit, you know, that's not me. I'm not loud or I'm not bold or I don't have anything different to say, etc. 
So think about the people that you are connected with on socials. Why do you follow them? Now, okay, I'm sure you probably follow quite a few people, much like I do, just because you do. But which ones do you hang literally off their every word when they post? You know, when they, you see they've got a new thing out, which ones do you go running to? Kind of we're talking Beyonce dropping a new album kind of vibe. Maybe that's a bit extreme, but you know what I mean? What do they all have in common? What do those people who you are just, without wanting to sound a little bit vomity, super fans of, what do they have in common? I am willing to bet that most, if not all of them, share a really great skill around thought leadership because they've helped you really understand what they're all about, how they're different, how their work is different, and what they believe to be true. And it resonates with you. So it's obviously not going to resonate with everybody, but then that's the whole point of, it's the whole point of marketing, full stop, least of all the whole point of thought leadership, which is this idea of sharing the way you see things, the way you work with people. And that's either going to land with people or it isn't. And that's great because the people that it lands with are almost inevitably going to go on to work with you at some point. Hey there, it's Lucy. Just popping in mid-episode to share some exciting news. Are you planning to launch a podcast in 2023? If so, get launching a whole ass podcast into your ears. It's our free four episode private podcast series, walking you through the four key foundations of bringing your podcast to life. Just visit disobedientbusiness.com forward slash free podcast. Now, let's get back to the episode. So slight side story here and i hesitate to share this one but i'm pretty certain he'll never hear it please god he doesn't and it's about my first ex-husband yes been divorced twice definitely won't go back another story my first ex-husband we were married reasonably young early 20s we've been divorced over 20 years now and for context and to give him credit he's not like this really like this at all anymore i guess not like we spend very much time together obviously but So one of the things I think that frustrated me the most in our relationship, and obviously we got divorced, so hey, that you know, I'm sure there were plenty of things that frustrated him about me and vice versa, was that he didn't really have any strong opinions about anything. (laughs) We would have, you know, and again, context, 24, 25, absolute maximum, deciding that we would decorate the lounge or decorate the dining room or whatever. And this was back in the days of, if you're in the UK, this will connect. If it doesn't, I apologise. This is back in the days of changing rooms and Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen and his flamboyant examples of how one redecorates one's lounge. It's fair to say that colours and a lot of terracotta featured at the time. So I would say to my ex-husband, what do you think? What colour should we decorate the lounge? And I wanted him to engage with me you know, my thought leadership around that particular topic. And I know I'm taking this to a ridiculous level, but bear with me. My thought leadership was, I've got a vision for this room and I would like it to feel welcoming or I would like it to feel warm or I want it to be cool and light or spacious or minimalist or whatever my vision for a particular space was. My ex-husband's answer would be, just paint it white. I'm not fussed. And if his thought leadership around that had been just paint it white because I love the idea of minimalism because interestingly enough, most of my house is now painted white, but that's a choice. I love the idea of minimalism. I love the idea of Scandi furniture, or I love the idea of black and white or whatever. But no, it was a, I don't have an opinion. The subtext was, do whatever you like, just paint it white for all I care. In fact, for all I care was definitely the end of those sentences. So I kind of want you to think about that because I kind of came away from that interaction, I guess, as a customer, 
you know, I'm asking him for his thought leadership. And as the receiver of his thought leadership, I kind of came away from that interaction going, well, you don't really care about anything, do you? You know, it's like you don't have an opinion. How can I interact with you? How can I work with you on this particular project? If you don't share with me, just give me a little something. It's fair to say I just decorated the house whatever colours I like and it was never a joint thing and we just had to agree that he didn't care about that kind of thing, which is fine. The whole point of this story is not about my failed marriage. It is about your thought leadership. So anyway, back to business now, but I'm hoping you can see where the link is there. So do you share your opinions? You know, do you share your opinions wildly and widely in places where you can? Do you own your opinions? your beliefs, your skills, and your knowledge out loud? Your ways of supporting the folks you work with, do you share those out loud? Do you share your politics, the things that matter to you and will very likely matter to your community too? Either way, as we've said, because it may be that they land and it may be that they don't. And if I'm thinking about great leaders and like this particular company or otherwise, I'm going to use them as an example, I often think of Apple when I'm thinking about great thought leadership. And that in turn makes me think about Simon Sinek's TED talk on starting with why, I think it was called. And his TED talk with the idea is all about that people choose from their why. But that's maybe not so much my point here, although it does relate. But he, in his TED talk, he uses Apple. And this TED talk has got to be nearly 10 years old now. And he uses Apple as an example of how what traditional marketing messaging might be if Apple shared their product. So they might say something like, and I'm going to misquote this from the TED Talk because it's been a while since I've watched it, but something like, we make great computers that are brilliantly or beautifully designed, simple to use and user-friendly. And he has this little fun thing when he goes on the end, want to buy one? And in terms of thought leadership, what instead Apple actually say, and this is a quote from Simon Sinek, not for Apple, everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently The way we challenge the status quo is by making our computers beautifully designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. We just happen to make great computers. Want to buy one? And the difference between those two, and obviously Simon uses that example as a a different, you know, talking about people buy and invest from the point of view of their why. But if you think about that from a thought leadership point of view as well, that last statement says so much about the organization. And again, it matters not whether you like Apple, hate Apple or otherwise at this point. Just an example of they lead with their values. They share what they believe about the industry that they're in out loud. And they also just happen to make bloody expensive, obviously, great products. Interestingly enough, not necessarily the best products in the marketplace. I have had countless arguments with people over the years about Apple versus Android and have had countless people evidence to me many, many times that the Android device in question when we've been comparing them is the far superior one. And most times they're right. But yeah, I'm still an Apple user. Make of that what you will. So one way I know that works to get started finding your feet as a thought leader, and I know this works because I've definitely done this myself over the years and do still do this myself when I find myself drifting, is to ask yourself, where or what am I not sharing in my business? And I have this happen so frequently. And every time I do, I kick myself. So I am definitely not standing up on the previously mentioned pedestal and claiming the authority over this particular subject at all. But maybe ask yourself these kind of questions. So what do you find yourself thinking? And then some days or weeks later, you then read it in somebody else's post and thinking, oh, fuck, I wish I'd shared that. You know, that felt 
that felt really substantial and really significant at the time, but I didn't share it. Why? What, what was it about you, you know, that, that thingy question that maybe you're not sharing it? What opinions do you have that you think might be divisive, maybe? So you don't share them for worry of pussy people off. There's a hint in there, really, which is a, it's those opinions that actually draw the people that really want to work with you to you. What about those stories of how you found out what you believed in or what was important to you or how you created the way that you work with people? Do you share those origin stories or do you hide them and just put the polished, shiny final version out there? They're all really great starting points for finding your way with your thought leadership and what you want it to look like. And as always, with anything that I say in here, it's a pick your own adventure type situation, you know, take what you like and leave what you don't. So I guess finishing off with, you know, why, why is it even important? You know, why, why care? And I think the things that jump into my mind are, well, people are buying, they're buying you, as we said before, you are your niche and they need to know, they need to know what you're all about. They need to know what you stand for. They need to hear about it regularly, another subject, but they do. They need to know how you work with people. Yes, obviously. You know, you've got your signature formula or whatever. <laughs> you can hear the scorn in my voice, can't you? No, but you've got your way of working with people. And also why you work the way you work. Why have you found out that that is the way to work with folks? Why is your particular method, or as we talk about in the Disobedient Business Code, the non-method method, I hate to quote it, but there's an episode about that as well. Ages and ages to go now. Why do you do it? You know, well, why is it you work the way you work? And I think, you know, there's a lot of noise in the business space, but I truly believe it is still totally possible to have a unique and successful business. But you are unlikely to do this by selling something different or offering a different type of service or product. It's much more likely that the differentiator is going to be you. And that's a really good reason why I thought leadership is important. Beige and vanilla is so last season, darling. <laughs> the business space is, is funnily enough, given the conversation, a bit like politics, with a whole lot of safe people-pleasing options being shared. You know, if you look at the politics in the UK and, you know, the, the, the far, the, the, I said the far right, that's not the Tories, or is it? question the right share all these messages that appease people about refugees and and just i mean it's a load of nonsense isn't it but in order to get them to stay on board and and so on and in some ways that is same old same old messaging right you know of course you'd expect that from them people telling their communities what they think they want to hear in the case of politics to garner votes obviously but be bright red or be bright pink in a vanilla landscape and that doesn't necessarily mean being bold or loud, but it means being you and sharing your thought leadership with the world. So I would love to ask you, if you feel called, to share with us on DMs in Instagram. We are at Disobedient Business Co. What will you do to shake up your thought leadership or even to get it started for that matter? Let me know. That is all I've got for you this week, folks. We will be back next week with more disobedient business fuckery and messing with the aforementioned status quo see you next tuesday thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please do share the love either by leaving a rating and review on itunes or spotify or by tagging us on instagram 
You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at Disobedient Business Co on Instagram. Or why not head on over to our website, disobedientbusiness.com, to find out more about all the Disobedient Business fuckery we get up to.